God changed Abraham's name to Abraham. Now, he kind of had a good meaning to his name before that. Abraham meant exalted father, but God wasn't satisfied. He then made him the father of multitude, or I think some scriptures say father of many nations. Yeah. And so Abraham at that time, when God renamed him, he was childless. Yeah, he was childless. But what God was saying was, I want you to see your future. So I'm giving you the name father of many nations. Because every time somebody says Abraham, they are saying, hey, father of many nations. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture kingdom benefits and therefore kingdom lifestyle i'm trish jones and just to say it's all good well hey everybody i want to welcome you to another episode of kingdom switch and i'm not sure what episode number this is but uh, we're recording live today and i am actually here with the fabulous francesca mcdowell and yeah fran say hi and then i will introduce the subject and then we're just going to get straight into this week as uh both Fran and I are raring to go. We've had a couple of uh, technical difficulties, but hey, this is uh, tech. This is uh, um, YouTube, and we're just gonna we're just gonna run with it. So, Fran, do you want to say hi? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. It's great to be with you. Thanks again, Trish. I'm excited for what we're going to be sharing about today. Yeah, no, excellent. Thank you so much, Fran. Fran's always a willing participant to come on the uh, podcast and uh, and I love having her. So, um, so in this episode this week, we are going to be talking about your kingdom name. And we're not just going to be just talking about name, uh, a name, but what it means to, um, to embrace your name, use your name for an actual breakthrough. And no, this isn't clickbait. This isn't, you know, something that we've conjured up. We've got scripture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got we've got God's backing on this. Right. So. Um, so, Fran, talk to me. What's your kingdom name? Do you have a kingdom name? <laughs> do, do, do you know what your name means? Do you know what your name means? So my name, like like my, my Francesca, yeah, 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 it means a ray of shining sunlight, Woo. Um, and everybody's friend and a shoulder to cry on when needed. Oh, that's really um, sweet. Yeah, yeah I've asked you yours, and I have true. no idea what mine is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I went to this meeting one time, and this lady was also saying that my name, you know, in Hebrew means, um, I think Passover or something similar. Oh. So it was quite interesting. Yeah, I, I do believe that names are so important and interestingly in some cultures they name their children after what's going on in that particular yeah. season yeah. or their life yeah. yes which in a great season is amazing but if it's not a great season you get a jabez yeah you get a jabez or a pain yeah yeah or a, is it um ben uh, before benjamin was there wasn't he um ben omi oh, uh, benjamin uh, in the bible or ben something that meant son of my sorrow Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they, ah. and they renamed him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, uh, I put Fran on the spot there and look at that. She knew it. So effectively, every single time I say Francesca, I am saying ray of sunlight. Sun- on, is yeah. it sunlight or sunshine? <laughs> yeah. Ray of, ray of, um, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Ray of, yeah. Ray yeah. Ray. Yeah. So ray of shining sunlight. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's so uh, powerful. When we named Elodie, 
Um, we looked at the meaning of the name. It means marshy white blossom. It also has some uh, meaning in terms of someone who doesn't have a problem uh, um, attracting money. We did not know that. Something wow. to do with wealth and prosperity. When we named her, we didn't know that. I just saw that it was marshy white blossom. And other people then started telling us, oh, go and have a look at the, it. It means this. But just to back up a little bit, because I've kind of gone ahead of myself. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this particular subject today is that because there is so much attached to our names, we have to be careful that we don't label ourselves or label other people in such a way that we affect their purpose and their destiny. And now I've I've written down here that Abraham, God changed Abraham's name to Abraham. Now, he, he kind of had a good meaning to his name before that. Abraham meant exalted father, but God wasn't satisfied. He then made him the father of multitude, or I think some scriptures say father of many nations. Yeah. And so Abraham at that time, when God renamed him, he was childless. Yeah, he was childless. But what God was saying was, I want you to see your future. So I'm giving you the name father of many nations, because every time somebody says Abraham, they are saying, hey, father of many nations. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're speaking it into being, you know, hey, father of many nations. And so despite the fact that the promise was slow in coming, that nation spiritually was still being built through Abraham. Yeah. Absolutely. And then his wife, his wife was renamed from Sarai to Sarah uh -huh. as well, which yeah. again, I can't, I don't want I don't, I don't know the exact I definition the meaning. here, yeah. but there, there, again, there was significance around yeah. that name change as well. So yeah. you're right. Names are incredibly significant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I went to my first name in ceremony. Um, it was a Nigerian couple. Uh, oh gosh, many moons ago. Elodie was very young. And Elodie was so taken back. She said, when I have my children, I'm having a name in ceremony because she hadn't realized the significance of a name and just looking at the meaning, not just because you like the name and it happens to be pretty, you know. Um, yeah. So actually, I think Patricia means noble um, uh, uh, of the nobility. Yeah, I think Patricia means of the nobility. Yeah. So uh, Chris just recognized that, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Elodie was so kind of like enamored and she's like, no, when I have my children, we're mm. having a proper naming ceremonies. And um, again, you know, shifting back to what I was saying, we could look at somebody and we need to learn to separate somebody's behavior from who God sees them as they are. Yeah. And we don't know how to do that very often. In fact, I was telling my cousin this morning, actually, that um, when Elodie was at nursery, they started using this term. And at first I was like, what on earth is that? And I, I she came home, actually, from work and I should have asked her. I completely forgot. Um, instead of saying you've been naughty or you're naughty, they would say something else um, that was identifying the behavior but not attaching the child to the behavior yeah and that was the first time i'd heard of it
that's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to work in the early years sector and there yeah. was a time, a big move where literally practitioners, it's inappropriate to say, oh, that's the naughty child. Right. No, that's the yeah. child. And, you know, like I said, name, you know, what they behaved or how they behaved was yeah. inappropriate or something else. But yeah, because you see that. And I know from when I was a kid, in fact, there are certain names, boys' names, that I could never name my children. <laughs> Because in school, they were the naughty children's names. And I won't say the names. I, know. I was just about to say one then. And I was like, where are you going? No, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we, that, <laughs> yeah, go on, Fran. And that's how powerful association yeah. is. Yes. And so now yeah. I hear that name and I immediately think of that child at school yeah. who misbehaved, you know, and they were always seen as that particular kid. And yeah. so, yeah, names are really significant. <laughs> That's just so funny. Only yesterday we were talking about my sister and I were talking about somebody that I went to school with and um, uh, someone must have said, uh, um, oh, yeah, uh, um, we haven't seen him around for a long time. My sister's like, no, he's still at the service of uh, Inner Majesty's service. (laughs) Again, that's his lifestyle. That's his lifestyle. Yeah, that's his lifestyle. And and, but, but again, we have to say that's his lifestyle. Because God still sees him the way he created him. He's not born again, but it makes no difference. You know, if Jesus died for everybody on the cross, it is only for other people to recognize that and accept that. And yet we think that whilst we shouldn't call people names in the church, we call them names outside the church. And I think it's 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 sad. It's sad, yeah, you know. Definitely. Um, and, that, and, and that's the most important factor, isn't it? Yeah. That Jesus sees them, like you said, the way that he created them, Yeah. you know, which, like, for me, that just inspires hope for yeah. ourselves and for other people. Yes, yeah? indeed. That society indeed. may put them in a particular box. Um, I mean, even, even the way, for example, the press, and not to get political, but the way the press will say... She had you know, to warn me there. <laughs> We'll talk about, you know, asylum seekers yeah. Um, yeah. and those coming, you know, in the country and things and they label them. Yeah. And immediately then there's often a negative association yeah. versus an, 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 you know, an immigrant or someone, you know, an expat, you know, I think mm-hmm. if we go mm-hmm. to another country. Mm-hmm. So the terms are very psychological as well. And, and sometimes very deliberate. Um, yeah. I remember the lorry driver that crashed into that car um, with the mother traveling with the Mm. daughter. And I think it was a friend or a cousin, but I think there was about three or four of them in the car and they all died. He was basically looking at his phone, trying to change his Apple music. And there was a pileup and he hadn't seen it, big lorry. And he'd been in this country since he was knee high to a grasshopper, uh, probably a British citizen, but they still referred to him effectively as an alien. And people were asking the question, what's his ethnicity got to do with anything? I think he was from Iran or Romania or one of those places. And every time I think about that, I just think, yes, what the guy did was wrong. Yeah, what he did was wrong. But it makes no difference whether it was me that did it or a lily white person who did it, right? It's wrong. So why do you feel the need to call his name out? And that's why I say, again, not to be political, Sometimes we have to recognize that it is de- deliberate to try and get us to catfight among each other. Because yeah. let's face it, Fran, if I'm not calling you Francesca, 
by name and especially when I know now that that's what your name means and so I'm calling Francesca right I am speaking those things like God says that, that even though you're not acting like Francesca right now right I'm still speaking those things that be not as though they are right which is what God um, was saying with regards to um, Abraham I believe it was um, wasn't he so by now detaching the name and giving them a different description a different name we literally can change somebody's destiny and their um and not well we can't change their purpose because god has determined that but we can change their destiny by actually speaking negative into their lives and now they start seeing themselves as a different way they then start going down a different track acting in a different way and before you know it where they should have ended up is as distant as you know the distance yeah. between the the sky and the and the sea absolutely because our identity is really so I almost want to say wrapped up in our name and yeah. and vice versa but the two are so so connected it's like when people yeah. you know they always want to know where they're from or who they belong to or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. children haven't been raised with their biological family there's just this desire to, to know yeah. their fam absolutely yeah. to belong their yeah. family name their identity because yeah. it is it's part of who we are yeah absolutely yeah. and and that's how god intended it you know that's how god intended it that we were raised together in communities and i can um inspire you you inspire me and i bring out the best in you you bring out the best in me because guess what mm-hmm. if i'm bringing out the best in you I mean, for example, I love doing the podcast with you, Fran. I, I, I listened to the podcast we did last time uh, the other evening. And I am telling you, I felt like I was at church right? <laughs> because it was so good. So if I bring out the best in you and you bring out the best in me, then together we can actually make such an impact that can then impact somebody else and bring out the best in them. And so yeah. so it goes on down the line and we live in peace and harmony. I don't have to be jealous of what you have or compete with you because I'm happy with what God has given me to do. And I'm focusing on developing my strengths rather than looking at your strengths and saying, ah, Francesca's got that. Her hair's longer than mine. I want some of that. <laughs> I have to get that one in front. <laughs> no comment. If you know, you know. <laughs> But but actually then, but that does speak about also something to do with security. So when you're secure in knowing who you are, because you know your own name and what you, like I said, you're called to do and what Mm. your purpose is, there is no need to compete because we understand that we're all made differently and uniquely. And that's a gift. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Amen. I totally agree. I'm going to go right to the top of my notes, right? Because I want to mention this scripture, which I have mentioned on a previous podcast just a couple of weeks ago with Susan, but I just find it so powerful. Isaiah 43, 1. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. Have you ever watched The Chosen? Yes. That very first episode? where he's in the inn, Jesus is in the inn. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know how many times I've watched that episode. Mm. If you guys have not watched The Chosen, go and download it in the um, iTunes app 
get it on your phone or your tablet or your desktop or whatever and yeah. watch The Chosen, right? And if people have been criticizing it and you've not watched it and you've listened to the criticism, then you're going to miss out. <laughs> That's all I will say. Yeah. 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 But I don't know how many times I've watched that particular bit and literally not cried from here, cried from here because I felt it when she... I, anyway let me not give away too much but uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah but it was a very moving scene yeah yeah really moving yeah absolutely and and um yeah you it's when he called her name i just say that when he called her name because n- notice nobody had called her that name she had a nickname and we do that to our children sometimes and give them a nickname and then they behave like the nickname rather than the name. But when he called her, he called her by her name, which is why she was so surprised. Like, you know, nobody calls me that. But he knew. He knew. And why did he know? Because before she was born, before we were born and we were in the womb, God knew us. And before we were born, he consecrated us and appointed us. He's talking to Jer- talking about Jeremiah here. He says, I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. So yeah. again, if you've been called to be a prophet, I, w- I was speaking to somebody the other day and I said, if this is what God has called you to be, we don't need to cower. You know, there are people out there who are giving themselves titles, apostle, a uh, prophetess Pro- why are you laughing Fran no comment but you know what you know what's interesting let me just go, let me take a side step how because people understand the significance of a name be it a, mm-hmm. a title or your actual name mm. they aspire for things that they that they weren't destined for although they weren't called for, and then they mismanage or misappropriate it, right? But when you understand who and what you're called to be, like Jeremiah being called a prophet, he walked and he carried what he needed to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, I I really do have this... uh, Sorry, Fran, I've just got to... Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I just wanted to double check that uh, because last time the the audio recording was a little bit low on my side. Um, The thing is, I've got this thing that if you have been called to cook and you have been given that gift of being able to cook, go and cook. And as the Lord says, do it as unto the Lord, because he was the one that gave you the gift and when we look at people like Gary Rhodes or uh, Jamie Oliver, uh, um, I can't think of any of the other really great chefs. But when we look at them, we don't just think, oh, they're just a chef. But they probably started off making an egg omelette. I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm clipping now. Let me turn it down a tiny bit. Yeah, absolutely. And getting it wrong. Yeah. So they, that's where they had to start. And yet we don't, we, we then say, oh, what do you do? I'm only a chef. No, there's no only about it, right? Because if everybody was out there managing businesses, there would be no workers. There would be nobody to empty the bins, right? Um, I was speaking to somebody uh, I went to school with who um, was a dustman. 
And he said, you know, I get really, really good money for it. But it was just the getting up early in the morning. But that dustman is earning more money that I don't know what you guys call it in America. Um, anyway, the guys who empty the bins <laughs> or the trash cans, as you call them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what they call them. But him lugging those uh, uh, wheelie bins all over the place and, and emptying them is earning more money than some people with a title. Yeah. Yeah, but some people prefer the title than they do the actual doing the actual thing that they've been called to called to do and this is when you know that people haven't got a passion you know um when it, it's all about intention and um yeah. yeah can you imagine abraham deciding that you know what i don't want to be abraham i want to be moses i'm going to lead them out of the promised land <laughs> somewhere else you know just mess up god's plan yeah absolutely but also he wasn't trained for that he hadn't had the experiences that yeah. moses had that made him fit for that particular part of the kingdom. And I think we've also got to settle in ourselves that the course of our lives has destined us to be able to do what we're individually called to do. That's right, yeah. And the thing is, when we are doing it, that's when we love it. That's when we, time just goes and it's like suddenly, um, where's the time gone? I've been doing this thing and it's been five hours where's five hours gone you know i i know i tell the story all the time about um uh what's his name apple guy uh, steve steve jobs thank steve you jobs. steve jobs yeah. yeah that when he was in that garage building this apple system this great thing that i have before me no i'm joking i do love my apple <laughs> but I'm not talking about personalities now, so I don't want anybody to start bringing me stories about Steve Jobs or whatever. That's not my point. My point is the guy did not eat sometimes for a day. That is when you understand a passion. You know, you are doing this thing and it's you can see the end in sight and you are going to go do it until you actually have your creation. That's when you know you have a passion. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're not doing it for show or no. because even at that point, someone's paying you this big yeah. money. You're doing it yeah. because there's just this inner drive yeah. that somehow you just know this is what you know you're meant to do. Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people, they get it wrong because they sometimes try and do things that they think they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not peace found in the area or they're not yeah. passionate or they feel very unfulfilled yeah because they weren't destined to do that very to thing. do that and you know going back to the title about using our name for a breakthrough it's everything to do with our name and where our name is supposed to take us abraham's name was going to take him from being uh, uh what is it the uh, the exalted father to be in the father of many nations. But if you are hankering after somebody else's gift, you're then going to do it. You're then going to find you're frustrated. You're wondering what's going on. And before you know it, you've missed your destiny because you've been so focused on over there when God wants you over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Fran, um, sometimes we fall right so you you said last time you don't need to teach a two-year-old 
to be naughty. <laughs> they just, they just know. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need to teach yeah, a, yeah. a two a two year old to be naughty. <clears throat> what do we do then when we get ourselves into a pickle and we're we're derailed from what God has called us to do? How do we ensure that we stay on track to what God wants us to do? That's such an important question and avenue because we are imperfect and people do fall from time to time. Mm -hmm. I think it's coming back to what God's word says about us and not focusing on our behavior or our thinking or whatever it is that's taken us off track, but the truth of God's word. So a scripture I love in Second Corinthians, I believe is about, you know, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is truth. Yes. And that's what then we, we, we're coming back to that place of truth. You know, I once heard this minister say, um, the minute that your child is born, you're a father. Yeah. yeah. You are, that, that's your role. That's your mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Now you grow into that role. The, yeah. the, the father you are when your child is 10 is different from the father you are when your child is one because you've matured, you've learned, you've grown. And so he was saying that our identity as children of God, we grow into it. Right. And this is, I know what gives me personal comfort when I'm like, okay, God, you know me better than I know myself. And (laughs) (laughs) I literally just have these conversations around, you know, you see what's ahead Mm. and, Mm. and that I'm growing into the person that you know that you called me to be mm. and not to get so fixated on a, a trip up or a stumble and forget that that doesn't that's not who we are it's yeah. an action or a behavior oh Fran <laughs> you said that so well I absolutely love that that is yeah it, it is staying focused on this is who God says I am I may have done that yesterday that looks like this but that hasn't changed who I look like to God God cannot as I say God cannot unsee us yeah. the way we were when we were formed in our mother's womb he cannot unsee what he knit together in his mother's womb no matter yeah. what the behavior and um, I do want to tell this story about uh, Kevin Zadai who um, was on the operating theater and I believe it was uh, 2000 and, sorry 1992 he went to have a routine dental um, procedure and he died on the operating theatre. He realised that he'd left his body and he's behind the doctors and the nurses and he's tapping their shoulder to say, "Um, can you not see I'm not there? And none of them, everyone ignored him because they couldn't feel the tapping. And he stepped back and then he looked down at um, at his body and what he could see was his redeemed body just glowing. And he thought to himself, wow, I look beautiful. And behind him, a voice said, this is how you look to me all the time. It was Jesus. Mm. This is how you look to me all the time. And then what was interesting, he said, take a closer look. And he saw this body armor almost. I, I've written it down here. He saw this um, jacket. It's like a body armor. And... Um, a black vest, that's what it was. And Jesus said to him, go closer and have a look. And when he saw this black vest that he had on, it was like a newspaper print. 
and it had every negative word that people had spoken over him. And Jesus says, we've got to fix that because that will affect your destiny. And mm. I'm telling you, right, when you see things like that, it will make you think twice about gossiping about somebody, right? Um, I, I, I must admit, I'm going to put my hand up. I, I, I can, I can, <clears throat> I can pick out when somebody has, and I'm not talking a little bit, because all of us have got certain um, inclinations to do certain things. And I always say, all of us, all of us have a little bit of narcissism in us. Some people uh, have real narcissistic tendencies that everything is about, as my pastor would say, the trinity of me, myself and I, you know, everything they do, it's all about me. That's their song, their entire song. It's all about me. Yeah. And God had to um, uh, chastise me some weeks ago to say, stop saying that this person is narcissistic. Yes, they have narcissistic tendencies, but they are not a narcissist. And I, I and I'm telling you because we might not like even when our children don't behave the way they behave, but it doesn't change what God says about them. And I remember um, Elodie yeah. doing something once that we weren't happy about. And Chris said to me, he said, Trish, I know that you're not happy with what Elodie has done, but she's still our daughter and we have to still see her as our baby girl. I tell you, that touched me so much, Fran. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still have to see her as our baby girl. And <clears throat> we have a fantastic relationship in our home and it is yeah. because you know no matter what the teenager does i mean she gosh she's turned a big woman next week she sorry sunday she'll be 21 and uh i, I can look at her and say wow i'm really pr i'm really proud of what you've accomplished i'm really proud of who you have become yeah. because just like you said about growing into fatherhood we have to allow children to grow into their adulthood yeah, absolutely. When you were sharing earlier, I was just thought of that scripture um, in Romans 8, that, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. I'm going to read it. Romans 8, yeah, 35 yeah. says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution mm -hmm. or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him sorry, through him who loved us. Mm -hmm. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm. Now, a behavior yeah. is nothing in comparison, you know, to a principality. Yet yeah. sometimes we think that that behavior should separate us from the love of God or we retreat back yes, from yeah. God's love. Yeah. But in the same way that you were sharing that story about what Chris said, God says the same, that we are still his children. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that his love is, is there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. His grace hasn't dissolved just because we're not, we're, we're behaving badly, you know? Um, so going back to the, um, the breakthrough element, of all of this, somebody might look at it and say, well, what's that got to do with breakthrough? A lot of the times when we are down, we feel stagnant, 
we feel that we're, we're, we don't feel fulfilled, it is because we're not in the place that God has destined us to be because we've taken on like a coat, like that vest, all the things that everybody has said about us, the negative things. And listen, those negative things might be, I want you to be a doctor when God called you to be a salesperson. I know it sounds really crazy because I know sometimes people are so enamored with 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 titles and you know now that we have university available to all all want to go to university and the parents some of them have already determined their child's destination before the child can even talk properly you know and then the problem is when the child then uh, um disappoints the parents the parents are then angry because you know what do you mean you don't want to be a doctor your father was a doctor and your father before that was a doctor but that's not what God created the child to be and I am telling you and I'm not saying this in a boastful manner I was at a and I I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast but I was at one of my pastors was being um it wasn't the ordination because he'd been ordained at head office but um he had um like a celebration for every everybody else to to be involved and um George Cavour who was the chancellor to the queen right he came to do the ceremony and he said that he was abroad um once and I can't remember where he was and he asked people you know what do you want your children to be and they were all you know like they want them to be a doctor or you know you know an accountant or whatever and he said put your hands up how many of you have actually prayed that your child walk in the purposes for which God has um, uh, destined for them. He said, nobody put their hand up. And I must admit, I sat there and that was me struggling to pay LED school fees to get her through school. And I was sat there and I said, God, I might be struggling to pay the school fees, but you know that since LED has been knee high to a grasshopper when she was a baby, I started praying for her destiny and her purpose because mm. I, and, and I, and I've said this to everybody. I know that I got out of childbirth cause I had an emergency cesarean. So no, I don't think I'm too posh to push. I am. Um, <laughs> it was an emergency, but um, still childbirth in that, a different way. Cause exactly. that's, that's a major operation. It, so. abso- absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, for all those people who think, Oh, I, got, I, I, I missed out. No, no, quite frankly, I'm glad my child came out healthy. That's the most Come important on. thing. Yeah. And I've said to people that I know that I escaped the actual childbirth but if I had to go through the pain and spend another couple of hours delivering the book that comes with the child the guidebook with everything in there (laughs) (laughs) trust me as a mother knowing what I know about parenting now I would have pushed for another two hours to get that book out right but talking about books Fran this is probably one of my uh How can I put it? Oh, one of the scriptures that I love the most that I want people to hear in terms of the way that God thinks about them. And it's um, Isaiah. It's Psalm 139, 16. And I just want to title this section, Your Books Are Written. And um, Isaiah, uh, sorry, I keep saying Isaiah. Psalm 139, 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance 
in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So um, uh, to break it down into English, before we were even born, our books were written for us and all the days of our lives are in that book in terms of what God um, wanted to wanted wanted for us to do. And uh, I, I can't give you the exact story of both of them. One of them was Amanda Grace and I can't remember the other um, lady's name. But on both occasions, those women had gone through being ill for, I believe, 20 years of illness on both occasions you know, this is to two totally different people. I'm just sharing this story. An angel visited them at night and opened their book and started reading their book over them. What was written in their book about them. Yeah. So, so powerful. Yeah. And this is why we mustn't say, what am I here for? Or I'm a mistake uh, yeah. or I shouldn't be here because if you survived conception to even being birthed that in itself is a miracle you know um even going through childhood and all of the things that happen to some people and yet you're alive you have breath in your body god has a purpose for your life there's like you said the books are written concerning that individual and what needs to be done yeah yeah absolutely and it's going back to what i was saying that everybody sometimes wants a title and they say things, I'm only a baker, I am only, let there be a lack of bread, right? <laughs> let there be a lack of bread and see whether you're only a baker. Oh, absolutely. Everyone has a role to play. Yeah. Everybody. A- absolutely. And when you do that, that is part of seeking first the kingdom of God, you know, doing what you've been called to do. That is a part of seeking first the kingdom of God, because if that is your kingdom assignment to make bread, God will make sure you don't have to be any poorer than the man who's the businessman because that might not be your only sole um, source of income. And how do you know that God is not going to allow you to open up a factory and own a chain of factories, right? Where in the end, you don't even have to bake bread. You teach somebody else how to bake the bread. We got to stop thinking bigger. I'm telling you, we got to start seeing that our name means something, right? And God has given us authority behind that name. Just like the police officer who has the, um, the uniform on, it's not just the fact that he is a man with a uniform on. It is what is behind the uniform. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that's between authority and power. Someone can have physical power, but if they haven't got authority to execute that power, well then, you know, it's almost becomes meaningless. And what more when we understand our name and the Mm -hmm. authority that we've been given Mm -hmm. to execute, like you said, what what we've been called to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because the reality is there are some people and when they get into position and fulfill the calling upon their life, so many other lives are impacted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we've got to we've got to keep focused on what God has called us to do, because that is where our joy element comes from. Um, I know a couple that who refer to it as our uh, motivational gifts that we have. And I asked them once, you know, why do you call it motivational gifts? And they said, because when things get tough, it's those motivations that keep you going, that you can get over the roadblocks and the hurdles 
despite the fact that it does feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to climb Mount Everest, but you feel motivated to keep going because the spirit of God is in it because God is in it. And because God is just imagine, you know, you're, you're running and you might not even be in first place. You're the last place, but even so there's still a prize to be had in that last place and you're running and you still have all your angels and God behind you clapping saying, yeah, and that Absolutely. could be the position you're in where that was your last, but who knows what's going to happen when you run next. Yeah. Absolutely. Position is so important. It's like, you know, First Corinthians 12 speaks about the different parts of the body working together, mm -hmm. you know, how the eye can say, or how come I'm not an ear. And yeah, if we, if we were, like you said, seeking first the kingdom of God and understanding that also that refers to our callings and our yeah. giftings. Yeah. Well, then we wouldn't be competing or comparing. We'd just be fulfilling and the nice. body the kingdom <laughs> the body would function yeah. so much better it, it because we're be. all in our rightful place <laughs> absolutely absolutely and again i'm going to keep going back to the title the breakthrough element you're depressed you're miserable you haven't got any money your health is failing and then suddenly you find that thing that you are supposed to do it's like every roadblock that was in the way right? Every bottleneck just suddenly goes whoosh and out of the way. And suddenly you're doing this thing that you love. You feel fulfilled. Depression is gone. Money starts coming in. And all of the things, just because you decided that you are going to uh, um, uh, uh, stop trying to be this thing that God didn't call you to be, and now you're going to do this thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to use an example here of Creflo Dollar telling the story once of a man who had been in prison. And he came out of prison and he went and in, walked into a Creflo Dollar meeting and he heard Creflo Dollar say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. This man could not read. He couldn't read or write. Mm. And he decided, OK, Christ in me, the hope of glory, then I can do something. And he had watched them in the prison, how they did the floors. And he decided to start up a cleaning company. The guy's a millionaire. He showed his house and his six uh, Maseratis on the, on the drive. We're talking about a prison convict, right? Okay, we're talking about names. He was, he was basically in prison, right? But he decided... My name's not going to be attached with prison convict. This is who I am in Christ. And this is the gift that he's given me. And he started up a cleaning company. And he is, he, I don't, I don't believe he runs a company. He doesn't clean anymore. But he started off, went and bought some supplies, apparently. And um, uh, um, went to one company and said, you know, I'd like to clean for you. And um, my goodness me, cleaning company cleaning company what what excuse do we have yeah absolutely and if he was so wrapped up in his identity on the label of being an a, you know an ex-convict or mm. whatever mm -hmm. i don't know if there would have been enough room in his soul to yeah. receive the truth of the word of god that you know christ in him is the hope of glory yeah. 
and then take steps going forward. Absolutely. And I do wonder whether if some of us embraced who God says we are and our kingdom names, mm. we, or we held those in higher esteem than we hold what our family have called us, for example, yeah. or even people at school when they've said negative things, how different would our lives be? Absolutely. Absolutely. We came out of agreement with some of this negative, these negative labels, yeah. and we literally agreed with truth. That's right. That, that's absolutely right, um, Fran. We've got to, we've got to cancel. I, I think I've written down here um, talking about the power of words, and you've got to reject the words that people speak over you. And I am telling you, even when Elodie was growing up, people said some negative things. And oftentimes they were people that wanted to tell me how to parent. And they didn't always have a good track record themselves, but never mind, we won't go there. And then they would say, oh, you'll see when she grows up. And that one person said something one day, they weren't even born again, but did I care? I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break that. That is a lie. Right. I said, I renounce what you have just said. I couldn't care less whether they want to go and tell CNN that, you know, this crazy woman's like in the name of Jesus. No, not over my child. And I'm not yeah. waiting until I get home before I renounce what you say. I am saying it there and then because I'm going to let the devil know that I have been given authority on this earth over those words and I right now I'm the protector of my child and so therefore mm. you can stay there and grin your teeth devil but I am telling you right now that what that person has just said over my child I break agreement with it and Amen. it shall not be in Jesus name you, 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 we've got to Yes, we've got you to get that radical because we've got to understand the power and the yes. importance and the significance of our names. Yes, because we're speaking and declaring prophet prophetically. Prophetic. And if we understand, like on a natural level, about sound waves, sound waves never end. They they resonate through the yes. whole of um, you know the universe, and yeah. so everything we say. It, it, counts for something yeah. and i don't know if you've seen those experiments on youtube where people have two plants they um they put the seed in at the same time yeah. and they speak negative words over yeah. one and they call it mm -hmm. ugly and they call it this stuff and then the other plant they speak beautiful kind mm -hmm. loving words mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. and plants who don't even have a soul right. but maybe they have an ear <laughs> yeah yeah I hear <laughs> and they you. grow differently yeah Absolutely. And these yeah. aren't even Christians who've done this experiment. No, that's right. No, you it's know, not. They grow differently. Exactly. That's how much words matter. Even the water experiment, the same thing. Yeah. They took the water, yeah. spoke nice, kind words to one and spoke negative to the, to the other. And the, the actual, um, they put it under a microscope then and yeah. then saw the crystals and how they were formed in one. And yeah, the negative elements, horrible um, just showing nasty things in the and yeah 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 so and, I was gonna and, yeah, and, go and aren't we made up of like 70 percent water that's right exactly exactly so then we, we wonder why start speaking yeah yeah sorry, we, carry on. we wonder sorry I was going to say we wonder why then that we have certain sicknesses when we know that uh, is it 80 odd percent now they reckon of sickness is due to stress well why are we stressed we might think oh it's the job maybe you're in the wrong job you know, we might think, oh, maybe it's because uh, um, I don't like 
I don't like this particular element of, uh, sorry, the negative words that people have spoken over me. Maybe you need to start speaking truth over your life. You know, um, I, I, Isaiah, I know we've kind of moved all about the place, um, yeah. fan, but you know what? It's flowing and I'm just going to let it flow. Uh, um, Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon Amen. you. Yeah, that is God calling deep to deep saying, I know what they've said about you. I know that you feel depressed because you hate the job, but I have called you by name and I am saying to you, arise, right? Arise and keep speaking that thing. Yeah. Keep speaking what I say, as you said earlier, Fran, we've got to keep speaking into our lives and start speaking truth despite what other people say and guess what sometimes it's going to necessitate a bit of a bible study it, yes it, it's great listening to all the preachers and saying oh my gosh did it? sometimes it's going to take a bible study go and pick up your bible what have people said about me and then go and find a scripture that correlates to what god says about you and when people say these negative things about you you say, this is who I am. Yeah. Amen. And you know what? And it, and it is all of that. But also, I think sometimes we forget that sometimes society expects certain things. Mm -hmm. And that can mm -hmm. be a negative thing, which is, isn't aligned with God's word. So, for yeah. example, health and health and healing is our portion. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But yet sometimes we have a culture that says when you get to a certain age, you know, all these things are going to happen. Or, for example, somebody being shocked that someone, you know, of more, you know, let's say a pensioner age mm -hmm. isn't taking certain medication. Yeah. And it's like we just sometimes live in a society that says because of a biological fact of your age, yeah. apparently, this is what's going to happen. No, right. yeah. my word, the word of God tells me that by his stripes, I am healed, healed. and whole. Amen. Amen. That's my Amen. portion. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's my truth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, when I've gone to the chemist before now, and um, Chris asked me every now and again to get him cocodamol, and um, they, won't, they won't give it to me. Um, and whilst I don't like taking it because uh, it spaces me out, I've actually grabbed them and said, okay, you know, I'll go, I'll go get them. Are you on any medication? No. And they look at me like taken back, you know, because not only are they trying to find out what medication I'm on to say, oh, don't take this. You can't have this. They would then say, oh, you know, don't take it for more than three days. Like, wow, I can only take one dose because that thing is <laughs> the thing will knock you out. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they are absolutely so shocked. What do you mean? You know, you're not taking any medication. It's like you should be. No, I'm not. And, and and you get some people, they're so proud of all the medication they're taking. Yeah, I'm on this. It could have 15 letters in. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, 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 but you know what? It's, it's funny, but it's not funny because you're right. Sometimes people are proud and they compare and, oh, you're on. It's like a competition, isn't it? Like, my God, have mercy. <laughs> Have you have you heard them in the supermarket when they talk about it? And it's the, do you know the ones that make me laugh the most is when they're talking about the fact that they've just been diagnosed with sugar diabetes or they've had it for so long, 
and they're talking about um, you know what the doctor says and what they're on and you look in their basket and you're thinking yo I can help you out here you know <laughs> because like, all of the things that they shouldn't be eating is in the basket but hey the metformin is sorting it you know you know and oh they got this new medication that you can you can just inject and you you know you could so you can eat what you want you know type 2 diabetes is a food problem it's a food issue stop eating the rubbish <laughs> right? but no the metformin the metformin it's not gonna make me live longer you know but at least whilst i'm alive i can eat all of those donuts yeah and you know one thing so i think a big difference between here in the uk versus the states mm-hmm. in the states they will list through all of the side effects on their advertisements for medication whereas here uh... people aren't really aware of them so like I said, on the mm. one hand, they're just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter what I eat because this medication is going to yeah. solve it. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't always anticipate the other side effects or the long term yeah. yeah. impacts. And people don't want to take responsibility. No, no, because it's easy. It's easy to pop a pill. I went to the doctor the other day. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to the doctor the other day. And when I actually got into the doctor's surgery, I said to the doctor, Dr. Bowler, I um, I'm wasting your time. I shouldn't be here. So she said, why? I said, because I've been here once before and I know what the problem is and I know what I need to do about the problem. So it is no point me coming and wasting your time. I need to eat different. I need to exercise more. She said to me, Mrs. Jones, don't say that. You've literally just made my day because you realize why you're feeling the way you're feeling. I Literally, Fran, I woke up, and I'm going to be honest with people, I woke up a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't been feeling particularly well, after Christmas, um, that was, and I realised that one of the things is, and it's always been a problem for me, I don't drink enough, right? Mm. And over Christmas, apart from one day, Boxing Day it was, I didn't feel well, and I realised that Christmas Day I was running around, and I didn't, I didn't drink that much. So when it came to Boxing Day, I felt, I, I wasn't well, but Elodie and I spent most of our time downstairs because Chris wasn't well at, uh, over Christmas at all. He spent most most of his time upstairs. Sure. He didn't even have the energy to come downstairs, didn't come to Christmas dinner at my sister's. He stayed home. And whilst I was downstairs, Elodie would say, Mummy, do you want a herbal tea? Do you want a water? Do you want um, a mint tea? We were drinking, drinking, drinking. And I woke up one morning. I was like, whoa, I feel incredibly fantastic. So I'm at the doctor. I woke up, sorry, one morning, not feeling well because I started binging on the cakes again, making cheesecake, making, uh, um, yeah, anyway, bacon, bucon, bacon, right? Mum m- thought I put the Jamaican cake in the freezer. And I said, Mum, are you crazy? That Jamaican cake ain't got no time to go in the freezer, right? I said, I was on about the cake that I made for Chris, but he was too unwell to eat it. I put that in the freezer, but I ate the Jamaican cake. And I suddenly started feeling rubbish. Mm. And I woke up one morning, Fran, and I just went, God, if I want to see my daughter married and I want to see my grandchildren, I need to change my life, don't I? And I made that decision in that moment. You're going to start exercising. You're going to start being more active. And the doctor actually said to me, yes, it's not. People keep thinking mad exercise and whatever she said stay active she said every hour go downstairs and get yourself a drink and come back up because you're then moving moving around more and um anyway she she, they're still going to do some bloods 
But since I've actually changed my diet and started exercising more, I'm not saying I cut out everything, I'll eat everything. There's nothing off limits, right? But you got to know yeah. when to eat it and when not to eat, you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? When to stop, you know, when to... Yeah, you know. absolutely, yeah. And, and, and not have your last meal at like 10 at night and then yeah. get out for a snack at 3 a.m. and then breakfast. It's like, oh, yeah. that, that's not good for us, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you're right, it's, it's, um, it's making some of those lifestyle changes. Absolutely. And again, going back to the name... Your name means health. Yeah. Whatever your name is, your name means health. And so yeah. it's all associated. So whilst people might look at it and say, well, you know, they kind of got off track. What I'm saying is I had to take that responsibility and say, you know what? No, I don't I don't want this, you know. Um, this yeah. isn't how I want to feel. I want to be at my daughter's wedding. And uh, <laughs> she laughs at me. My doctor laughed at me because I told her that before. I said, Dr. Bowler, you know, I've already said, right, I am not being the fat mother of the bride. <laughs> so she repeated it with me this time and she laughed because uh, because I was saying, you know, I, and it's not just about weight wise. It is everything that's associated with um, that excess weight, you know. Yeah. And, and as I said, the way that I was feeling. But when we are more how can I put it when we're when we're recognizing who we are in Christ one of the first things that's going to go is the comfort eating absolutely absolutely because you're not seeking validation which you were lacking in another area yeah. in food that's right but I had a similar conversation yeah. today with, with, with somebody yeah that absolutely when when you when you start to be healed mm-hmm. so many of this unhealthy behaviors will fall off because yeah. internally you're in a better place yeah. and interestingly it, it does really link in with um names and identity mm-hmm. because well there's a i was thinking of this quote that i love and it says your body has to be able to keep up with the purpose of god for your life yeah, and so we absolutely. have a responsibility as well yes to look after be this able temple. to do what yeah look absolutely look after the temple and do what it is we're called to do. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't want to have these conversations because it means we have to change. And humans don't like change. And we don't. We but it's don't. needed. It's yeah. so important. Elodie was has been having a go at me for a long time. You know, like I'll say, Elodie, could you go and get me a biscuit? No, mummy, I'm not going. And I'm like, Elodie, I'm not asking you. I'm demanding. One day she just walked out. She went. I know that I have to obey you, but I ain't getting that biscuit for you. Right? I'm not. I'm not getting it. And now I, honestly, it was an epiphany for me. And Mm. as I said, I literally woke up and I just thought, if you carry on the way that you are going, you're not going to see your daughter's wedding. You're not going to see your grandchildren. And as I said, on the bus going down to the doctor, I was like, I'm just wasting the doctor's time. But, you know, it it was great going to her. And um, I love this fact that my doctor is not one of these ones that just wants to push a pill for everything. Yeah, yeah that's she, very good. Yeah, she does not. And um, yeah, so so, yeah, going back to to what we were saying, the internal element of what we do is as in, is more important than the external element, because if I that's why I, I will never go on a diet. I will never go on a diet. As I said, nothing is off limits for me. 
right? But I just know, okay, it's breakfast time. This is what you want to eat. And I'm thinking more consciously now, you get enough vitamins and you, you know, you get enough proteins. And, and I'm thinking totally differently and still enjoy the foods that I want. And if I decide yeah. one evening that I want some crisps, it doesn't happen very often. And the other thing that I um, try to not do, and I'm actually doing better with it this time than I ever have done, is I just try not to eat between meals. Yeah, that's because, yeah, yeah, because I've learned what happens to the blood sugar. And one of the, the things, okay, I, I make a disclaimer here, okay, that I am not a dietitian, I am not a doctor, I am just telling you what I've read and my experience. One of the things that a number of doctors have said that the reason that there is such an escalation of uh, uh, diabetes in, in well, uh, worldwide is because when they introduce this snacking and particularly the, the numbers in children is because our mouths don't stop moving. So true. Yeah. So our blood sugar goes up and before it has time to go down, which normally is about eight hours, we're we're, we're chomping away again. <laughs> Sorry about exactly that. Exactly like that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I, I can I can relate entirely. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm on my own health journey. And last year, I lost a significant yeah. amount of weight. And it yeah. does change you. And yeah. it's really, really needed. Yeah. You know, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, um, that, that's all I wanted to say, guys. Um, this wasn't supposed to be a, a diet. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not a diet podcast. But we're just saying that the internal dialogue that you have has an absolute impact on then how you behave and then how you see life and whether you get your breakthrough. And so this is why we need to feed on the word because I'm telling you, there ain't nobody who's going to tell me that if they're overweight and they are having this relationship with Christ, that God won't deal with them in terms of how they use food. Yeah, there's using food to fuel yourself and there's using food for comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People can abuse it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a word. Absolutely. Yeah. Abuse it. So, Fran, to bring this to a close, because I think we've done the rising. We've done the uh, power of our words. We've talked about the words, etc. Um, and the one last thing I want to say, and Fran, I'm then going to leave it with you to see whether you have any final words. I said earlier about the fact that we've got to reject the words that God, uh, that, that other people have pinned on us. And, you know, uh, Kevin Zayda talking about that black vest with, with all of the negative words. We really have to take that scripture in Romans 3, 4, literally, let man be true and uh, uh, um, every man a liar, but God is true. It literally says in uh, Romans um, 3, 4, let God be true, though everyone were a liar as it is written that's the bit that really got me today when I went to the scripture as it is written that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged Mm. yeah that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged the word of God is uh, serious right yeah absolutely it's it's all there it's all there but we've we've either misunderstood it or manipulated i know one guy did a whole podcast one day on this scripture where um uh where did i read it where it says um speak those things that be not as though they were 
And he said, that was God that was saying that. And we can't say it. it's like, you do not know your God. You don't know your Bible. Sorry to say, mm-hmm. you don't know the power that God has given us. What did Jesus come for? Jesus came to bring a kingdom. And the kingdom was about what the king of God, God wanted for the earth in the first yeah. place. And Jesus was coming to say, this is what God wanted. Walk in it, speak it, act it, be it. So when yeah. we start saying things like, well, God says that, so it doesn't apply to us. We've missed the whole essence of the kingdom of God and what it means. Yeah, yeah. And also Philippians speaks about the name, every every knee shall bow to yeah. the name of Jesus, everything. Yes. And also, isn't that as we confess and declare yeah, absolutely. that truth? Yes. You know, yeah. so that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. I was just looking for a scripture, but I couldn't find it. Um, oh, oh, which one was it? Yeah, it was. Um, it's it's also in Isaiah. It's about um, every, every word shall not, you know, shall not return to God void, void. but it will accomplish yeah. that which it purposes. Amen. And yeah. I think when we speak about names and when we realize how much God says about us, mm. and you know, you read that scripture earlier about when God says that we are His. Like yeah. imagine every day you just confess, God, your word says that I am yours, that yeah. you call me by your name, yeah. what it would do to us. And it, when we move more in those arenas, I think breakthrough is cannot help but come because we're living yeah. in that state, yeah. right? And yeah. um, it's that kingdom Absolutely. living. And so that's what I would sort of my final encouragement would be is go back to the word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Take it for yourself. Yeah. You know, take your identity, take the names. Yeah. What does God name you? What does he call you? How does he think about you? The scripture yeah. is so is so full of, of truth. Absolutely. And let me just say this as a final. And Fran, if you do have anything final, final to say. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always now jumping we are on. really preaching. <laughs> you know, <laughs> preachers, they don't end the sermon once, right? It's like and then they, they, they go back again. <laughs> when we're saying all of these things, we are not to say them to try and conjure up and say, you know, if I do this, say this right or say it this way, it's moving the hand of God. It is yours. It is who you are. You're reminding yourself. You're not reminding God. God's not got a, a bad memory. He's not forgotten that he called you Francesca rising light. Is it? What is it? Remind me. <laughs> Ray of shining sunlight. Ray of shining, shining sunlight. He's not forgotten that that's what he's named you. He has not forgotten who he formed in your mother's womb. He has not forgotten the gifts that he has given you. So we don't need to stomp around making declarations like we're trying to get God to hear. God already knows who we are. We're reminding ourselves that this is who we are and we're stating it to say, God, I'm grateful to you. And this is where we can praise more. This is where we can praise more because when we suddenly realize that, that this is what we are carriers of his kingdom, that we're carriers of his glory, that the name that we have, we are a carrier of that name and we be that name. We can give God the glory because as a script, what, what is it? The scripture says, make your supplications be known to God. And with thanksgiving, very often we forget the thanksgiving part and we yeah. lament and lament and lament and lament. And God says, yeah, okay, you might come to me and say, God, I need so-and-so, so-and-so. But then you have to give him thanks because when Daniel prayed, um, uh, um, the angel said to him, from the time you prayed, God heard you. From the time you prayed, God heard you. And that's old covenant. We're under a new covenant now. We're under a better covenant than Daniel had. Yeah. 
so sorry i didn't want to get into preach mode there but i'm no, just no no I'm, ju- I'm just listening and just receiving and enjoying <laughs> it's, yeah absolutely absolutely sometimes we have just to bring it back to the truth and to yeah. the, not not you know i don't want to say the basics but sometimes we can overcomplicate this absolutely oh 100 actually what does god word say yeah believe it live it you know we're learning yeah. it accept it <laughs> that's right yeah, Except that's right. It, it is ours. It's, it, all of it is ours. Yeah. You have to strive yeah. for it. It's a gift. Oh, excellent. Fran, thank yeah. you very much. I've enjoyed it again this week. Thank you. And, uh, oh, it's been very good. In fact, actually, I felt inspired before I um, came on. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about names and words. I was like, you know what, Fran? I, I was saying to myself, I talked to myself. Yeah. You know, I, on my phone, on you know, on the screensaver, just to have a biblical truth there. So it just becomes a part of my daily reminder alongside the other activities I do that, yeah, look at my identity in Christ. And so to have a couple of different, yeah, words to just every moment I see my phone to be reminded. That's right. That's very true. (laughs) That's very true. That is very true. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Kingdom Switch. More importantly, I don't want you to enjoy it. I want you to take one element of it and run with it. Um, it. This isn't my words. I bring scriptures into these podcasts, not because I just want to um, uh, make out that I'm a preacher. I want to ground what we're saying in the word of God so that it gives you an anchor to go back to so that you can actually personalize these and make them your own. So I hope that what you got from this is that your name is powerful. You know, even if you've been given the wrong name, right, even if it wasn't the God, the name that God intended for you, you can identify what your gifts are and move within your strengths. And I am telling you, then when people start seeing that there's a difference right in you, they will then start saying, wow, I didn't know that you had the aptitude for so-and-so. That's the beginning of them calling you by name and uh, coming into agreement with what God has for you. And before you know it, the person that spent time in prison is now doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they're impacting others' lives yeah. because they're creating opportunities. That's they're right. They're feeding other families. Yeah. 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 Let me pull it back before we start again. <laughs> but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as yeah. well. It's Excellent. been such a good topic. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, th- Fran, thank you so much. And uh, for all of you watching, listening, watching on YouTube, listening on iTunes, I am very, very grateful. Um, If you are interested in um, reading Fran's book, Surviving Spiritual Abuse, there is the link. Go and check out the book. Um, This isn't a book about, oh, woe is me. This is a book of encouragement and inspiration. And it will remind you of who you are in Christ so that you grab hold of that thing and you get the breakthrough in Jesus name. So see you next time. Okay, ciao for now.